What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Welcome to Wrestling Daft. It is five past ten on a Friday night. Um, I'm producer John. Rab is not here. Uh, we are live on Patreon uh, to our Patreon subscribers um, on a Friday night. This could go any way. Uh, sorry we're late with this week's episode. We do apologise. But there is good reason for this. Our friend, the legend that is, the Stevenson Dream, Grado, is in Aberdeen. God, I'm not like a bag of shit in that, that. Look at that. Look at my eyes. Well, John, it's been a, a hectic week. I'm bust. I was um, I was at the football last night. Getting yeah. Getting at half 12. Was up again at four for the radio. And then I come back home, tried to get some sleep. I'd been drinking that much coffee. I couldn't sleep. Oh, and, no. And then I done a wee thing for Go Radio at the back of, the back of three. And then made the three and a half hour journey up to... Aberdeen because I'm doing this Comic Con this weekend which is quite exciting so I've only just arrived at the hotel so apologies troops if you were waiting on the podcast landing the date it's just been a bit of a nightmare um, Rab's Danny's Orphans yeah so but listen we're going to give us a bash John has told me that we're, we're, we're trying to do this in an hour I will see what happens I've also managed to get a wee surprise guest I've even told John somebody texted me out the blue when I was driving um, and I said, do you fancy coming on the podcast for a wee 15 minutes? So hopefully you'll enjoy that. And I go to bury the, the dominoes in Perth. The dominoes in Perth? Absolutely. As you know, uh, I've been gluten-free for three weeks. And right, I've, yep. I, John, I'm killing it. I'm killing it, mate. Are you still doing it? Are you still oh, adding your yeah. finger this? This is like the, the Undertaker's streak. This is, mate. See, last night I knew that I'll never, ever break the streak. I'll never, ever break the streak because... I was at the fat bar, had a couple of drinks, cider, because there's no wheat and cider, and see it Very good. Time. I was absolutely Hank Marvin at half time, right? Mm-hmm. And we get in and, you know, I'm like, end up, get some friends in high places. We had some uh, free, free pies that to take. And I've never been so hungry, John, and I, and I, and I never took a pie. I never what? took a pie. Mate, that's that is that's a round of applause. Do you know what? I'm good at free. Give the ten bell salute to that. The ten <laughs> bell let's hear the ten bell salute right now for Grado <laughs> being going free. Um by the way, I was 
I was quick in telling. I told Rangers, I said, this is a disgrace. No gluten-free options. <laughs> said, disgrace. Um, so, and I also met a lassie who was a fellow gluten-freer. All right, well, a fellow gluten-freer. This is like a new faction. But she started eating the pie. I said, I thought you were gluten-free. She says, um, but... She says, pies aren't as bad. It's fine. You can go for it. Only go have a pie. And I still never done it. That was Willie Waddle's granddaughter that done that. Willie Waddle's granddaughter. Wow. Anyway, this is wrestling daft. Enough about Rangers. This, this is wrestling daft. Let's talk about wrestling because I believe, I believe I can now say I'm a wrestler too, Grado, because oh. I, we have not spoke since my wrestling match against the Lord Provost of Glasgow, Philip Bratt, uh, in the ICW arena. John, I watched the stream live. I had tears in my eyes. I was so proud of you. Thank you. And Angie, the two is completely buried the wrestling business to the ground. <laughs> I I'd ever imagine the Lord Provost selling was absolutely diabolical. You were all right, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord Provost, come on. I, I tell you what, Grado. Like, obviously, we're working with them, um, you know, I'm maybe breaking a bit of cafe. If we were working with Edge Esther uh, on the match, he was, he gave us, he put the match together. Um, I took a bump. I took a couple of bumps. Yeah. I took a body slam from Jester. I took a, I tell you what, Grado, Jesus Christ, he getting thrown through those ropes. Woof. Hey, John, say it on it. Uh, it's there. It's there. I, I tell like, you, your pal, that your pal was getting close lined that he was sitting in the, he was lining the ground pistol. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing he, is, until he was getting hit, he was going. That's <laughs> 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 got he's laughing. But um, offer a good cause, John. Did you? Uh, did, have you got a bug now? Yeah, we. I, oh, listen, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And you know what I loved most? I loved being a heel. I loved, loved being a heel. It was brilliant, brilliant fun. Loved absolutely peeling it up. And um, yeah, get taking that bump. So Jester uh, goes to me, right? Jink, you could take a, a throw through the middle rope. And I said, I'll give it a shot. So on the rehearsal, right? All the wrestlers are standing around the ring. They're obviously putting the matches together and what have you. And I get thrown through this middle middle rope, like, and I take it like I thought I'm taking this like a champ. Like, went through the middle rope, flew through it, bang, leg goes out, hits the barrier, like, and I'm I'm selling. That's not as fucking. I've fucking sold that side of champ. Was you, Coach Trip, aka Adam Shamer, goes fucking. Didn't do that, son. You'll break your fucking ankle. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking. Uh, well, he but, more about falling out the ring and breaking his ankle. You know, I, that, we watched that video before on YouTube. What a, what an ankle break he had, old Shamer boy, back in the day. So if there's anybody that's got advice when you're throwing yourself at the ring, it's old Shamer boy, big but it, Adam was brilliant. Listen, He's shout out to all the guys in um, ICW, Davey, Adam, um, just everyone, all, all the guys backstage, Jason, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and shout out to Scott Reed's. Mark, Thomas Kearns, they, they put everything together. We made thousands of pounds for cash for kids, so thank you very much for everyone that came along. Really appreciate that. And um, we'll wait and see if if there's going to be a round two. Get in there, mate. That's good. As you say, it's for charity. And uh, it looked as if it was very well received, John. Get in there. No, it was good. It was good. And you can see that on ICW YouTube if you missed it as well. Um, right, great. Let's crack into the show. Um, before we crack into the show, obviously you're in Aberdeen for Comic-Con, right? 
You looking forward to it? You know what? I'm I actually got a wee bit emotional when I come in that hotel, then I'll tell you why. Because I love an import. I love a yank. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I always get noised up for it all the time about how much I'd love being on the same care as like uh, the Americans. But I come in the hotel and I saw SoCal Val. You know so so you know so Cal, do you know so do you know so count Val? Yes. Right. Well, she was down in the lobby, and I was a wee bit emotional seeing her. I thought, good because I've been with her in America, and we've done the world of sport together and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Good to bump into her. She's brand new. Booker T was cutting a bit. I've no, I've no went up and said hello to him yet. I've, I've uh, have you worked Booker T before? Well, here's the deal. I don't know if surely he will remember, but I've I've probably told the story before. But we've done a thing in Cle- Cleveland. Um, for AIW, he came out. Yeah. I've told this before. I've told this before. He didn't want to do any movie. He was. He says, "Well, I don't want to do any moves." I didn't like. I did the spinner in there. He's out there and I cut the spinner in. I says, "That that's fine, sir. That's fine." But he's <laughs> in the ring and we have the spinner in off. But I'm getting the crowd gone. They're getting right into it. We yeah. do the spinner and he shakes my hand. He pulls me in. I'll never forget the words. He pulls me in. He whispers in my lug, "You're taking the bookend." <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying there like a lot of provost legs are Kimbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll bump into him. Well, uh, listen, I, w- I want to test you out uh, your knowledge of uh, the Aberdeen Comic Con, but so I'm going to give you a couple of names, Grado. I'm going to see, obviously I'm a bit, okay. of, a, a geek, bit of a nerd. I'm going to test your knowledge, see if you know who these people are. Um, so we can, we can, we can obviously you're going at this comic con. See, you, you remember can, I've never saw Star Trek, Star Wars. I've never watched right. whatever it is that saw the folk here. Right, right. But well, we need to call you up. We need to call you up. So I'm going to give you some names that are going to be appearing at Aberdeen Comic Con tomorrow, and you've just got to tell me what they're famous for. Okay, um, off the top of your head. So we'll go for first day. Uh, Joey Kramer. Joey Kramer. What? What's nice he? Build. No, 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 no. Joey Kramer. And you're thinking of Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a while stabbing the dark start. He played, let me guess, he played Chewbacca in the second Star Trek. <laughs> How to wind up our listeners? Uh, he's a, he was actually uh, Joey Kramer. Is famous probably for uh, Fight of the Navigator. Are you aware of Fight of the Navigator? Fun enough, is a big aviation geek. I've never actually watched that. Right, okay. okay. Uh, you'll enjoy that. You'll enjoy that. Fight Navigator, classic. You're probably a wee bit too young for Fight Navigator. Right, let's go Let's go to the next person you may bump into Aberdeen Comic Con tomorrow. Uh, Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Now, I do know who this is because he's mm. got a very recognisable face. I've seen him yeah. on a wee of things and I saw that he had arrived a day and I looked and I googled and I thought, do you know what? I'm sure he was in the Fast Show. He was in the Fast Show. Well so, done. So I text Arabella Weir and I says, look, I'm spending... I might be spending a bit of time this weekend with Mark Williams. I says, what's he down? Is he brand new? And she says, she says, um, he's sound. Give, give my love. See, I love doing things like that. So I'll go, I'll go up there tomorrow and go, all right, uh, I'm an actor today. <laughs> Do that. Well, obviously, I'm asking for you. He's at Comic Con, more famously for being Ron Weasley's star in the Harry Potter series. I'm so, going to see, I've got a couple, there's a couple of folk in my family, a lot of, um, I've got nieces and nephews that love the old Harry Potter, so I'm going to try and get a couple of scribbles. Yep, yep, yeah, that, that's a good one. Right, okay, next one, Peter Weller. Peter Weller, who who is Peter Weller to you? Peter Weller, is he the main Robocop? The guy. Well done, what? well done. Listen, 
Well, this is a guy. This is actual guy. The actual Robocop. Aye, this is this is your main boy. Also, if you want to fucking double down for Peter Weller, he was in Star Trek Into the Darkness. He was not. He was in Star Trek. So he's doubling up this weekend. He's doing Robocop. He's doing Star Trek. He's doubling up this weekend, right? Right. I'll need you, I'll need you mention that to him. Peter, Peter, what's his name? Peter, what? Peter. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Robocop. If we can call, listen, if I can call Shell Suit Bob for the last eight years, he's on screen <laughs> name. I'm sure I can call Peter Weller Robocop for two days. <laughs> All right, Robocop, <laughs> he's in, pal. Robocop. Fucking do it, do it. I'm playing big Right, a couple obvious ones here. Uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yes, the host of Tenable. And <laughs> I've, and by the way, a major lookalike to Ricky Little. Yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis, Ricky yeah, Little. I, Pro, our both captain. Our, if you don't want to say football daft, you won't be aware of the works of Ricky Little. Yeah, uh, our both captain. Ricky Little. Um, so yeah, it's nailed on that. Absolutely nailed on. Uh, let's go for the next one uh, at Aberdeen Comic Con. Uh, we'll go for Claudia Wells. Claudia Wells, do you know who that is? Is, is that Jet's shoot name? It's, it's Jet's shoot name. If now, I'm glad you mentioned Jet because Jet from the Gladiators is Diane Udale, right? right. And she's at Comic Con. Please, Grado, I'm... I'm Listen, Jet was my first love, right? I've all said the same. See if you bump into Jet. Could you please get a wee video for me? I will do. I will do. I'm kind of. I, I, I feel as if it's the kind of strawberry uh, gladiators. Isn't he Wolf? I was wanting the Wolf. Oh, is, it, is the Wolf still. The Wolf is, is still with us, isn't he? He's the, the Wolf is still with us. And to me, he's a draw. You can't book the gladiators without fucking booking Wolf, man. You know, Hank? I know, no, he is hey, the man, he is the man. No. Hey, <laughs> um, right, okay, final one for you, Grado. On my first puzzle. John Anderson. Um, <laughs> final one, uh, John Rhys-Williams. Do you know who John Rhys-Williams is? Welsh actor. I know, but the, 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 that name just reminded me of that big fucking, the big lanky guy. The Tories that sat there, that lies in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not a Tory. It's not a Tory. Right. Not a Tory. Right, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Nah, I mean, I've, I've, nah, saw, the first, I've, I've saw the first half hour of the first Lord of the Rings, in, in, and the last half hour of the third Lord of the Indiana Rings. Indiana Jones. Right, is that you see Indiana? He's Indiana, and he's Lord of the Rings. Well, he must. He's coming to us this weekend. Yes, I. I must have been the shitey ones. The shitey Indiana Jones is in there. No, no, he's in the originals. Right, okay. Oh well. John Reese Williams is Gimli in Lord of the Rings. He's the dwarf in jo- uh, Lord of the Rings, and he's Solomon in the uh, Indiana Jones films as well. Stacked card. Go. It's a stacked card. It's a stacked card, and you are there. You are there. Uh, how much I, we I, have? I to think Indiana Jones is on like uh, the Indiana Jones podcast, asking questions about answering <laughs> questions with me. It's like who's great though. Um, test drive. Eight episodes of Rivers City. <laughs> it was rated 500 for the PWI uh, results in 2015. What, uh, listen, so um, who are you most looking forward to meeting out of that, that lot? Um, Robocop, man. Aye, Robocop, probably Robocop. I hope he's so, good. How, how much are you charging, by the way? I don't know. It's on the website. I couldn't tell you. Robocop, 30 quid. Aye. I, I think I'm off that. I don't I don't know you get paid, it's like a kind of set thing that you get. So, well, I think it's that anyway. I've not actually I've not actually it was my agent that kind of uh, dealt with off it. I think we um uh, with, uh, wife. 
you know, the, the WWE guy we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of set this up with me. So, okay. she did, so, but I'm looking for, but obviously, they still Game Boys. As I said, I was just in there the nerves sitting. Sanjeev's there, Paul Riley's there. Paul Riley's there, and uh, would you call him Bobby the Barman? I've said to, said to Gavin, I says, I hope you've got your, I hope you've got change with you this weekend because, funny story, I don't know if I've said this before, but we were at a kind of awards night a couple of years ago, Bobby, Bobby the Barman, and we had a wee room at Citizen M. They always offer if you want a, a night, and of course, anytime you get offered something like that, you take it anyway. And we were at the awards gig. I says, you get, you got a room. He says, I says, well, we'll go back in. We'll have a couple of drinks. So we went back and we had a couple of drinks. And we're sitting there and I'm going, I'm starving. Are you starving? He says, aye. He says, what's opened? I says, that chip in the blue, they're going to be opened. So we says, right, when we'll get in. So we're walking in and I'm going like that. I've got no money. And I've got <laughs> walk in the hotel, right? So I'm going, I fucking hope he's got, I hope he's got money to pay this, this supper or whatever we're getting. Little did I know that he was thinking the exact same thing. Oh, shit, really? He left his wallet as well. So we goes into Blue Lagoon, and I was like, Gavin, any chance you can tap me this for supper? He says, you're kidding me on. He says, he says, I was walking not thinking the same thing. So there's the two he's in this Blue Lagoon, right? 25 pence, 26, there's a, there's a couple there, there's a 20 pence. <laughs> there's a neck, man. It was a complete farce. So I said... Uh, we managed to kind of strike a, a wee deal, which is no the fucking no the kind of no a proudest moment. But um, I've made sure this weekend that we've got plenty of change on it to, to cover any sort of <laughs> woes that we have in a catering uh, aspect. Listen, I, listen, I I want at the end of this weekend, I want pictures of you steaming with a picture a selfie with Robocop. That is what I want from this weekend. Robocop and get for the gladiators. Well, I get what. Well, I get a super sad guest on. Oh, right, okay. We're going Wait, to Superstar Games. Like, you keep talking to me when I get this. Right, okay, well, I'll, I'll go, th- I'll go through former, it. We've got a former WWF superstar coming on his own. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Well, listen, I'm going to run... I'll rattle through what the guys are saying from last week. So let's get into what everyone's been saying from last week. Uh, we're talking about Dundee United. Obviously, we love football meets wrestling on Wrestling Daft. Uh, we we talked about Grado privately about the Dundee United Tannoy announcer playing the Hardy Boys team for the team run now. Yeah, that's right, aye. Yeah, well, he is basically saying that Bebby Signori is is flagged this out, saying, with regards to Dundee, a Tannoy guy playing the Hardy Boys, he's got previous in that, he plays Sexy Boy whenever Charlie Mulgrew scores, and he plays Real American whenever Ian Hark scores. You need to get him on the show, have a great weekend, though. Hearts was Canadian, that's the kind of boy that looks like Ian Connell for Burnison, isn't it? Aye, 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 I thought Hearts was Canadian. for Glow. Aye, but um, yeah, yeah, so apparently he's American, so they play a real American when he um, scores. Uh, Karate Warrior 2 is saying, he was talking about the sad demise of Neighbours Grado, and uh, he asked the question right here, is there enough time for a Grado wrestling run-in on Neighbours? I doubt it, man. Nah, nah, as I say, big fan of Neighbours, met one of the guys for Neighbours in Sulkits years in, oh, here, I've got to email this guy, two wee seconds, John. Well, this is a surprise running that's going to happen. Um, oh, but yeah, I've got. I'm kind of paranoid. I've not told him there's folk going to be watching this. So I need to tell him. I think he's. Got, I think he's got potential to get himself cancelled. Tell me what I. Right. Let him know that there are uh, several people now watching uh, the podcast. See if he takes a half. That's funny. Shout out to our patrons that are all watching. Bronze Chill, Dean Waterston, Graham, Johnny, Chris, Jack, Nile, Rico, uh, GH. All watching the, the stream as we record this live on a Friday night. 
Um, Karate Warrior 2 is talking about the sad demise of Neighbours. Uh, Neighbours has, has a rich wrestling history. Batista made a cameo in 2009. Do you remember that? See, I didn't know that until um, they announced that the, the, the Neighbours was ending. I couldn't have told you Batista was in Neighbours. No. Yep. Do you know that the wrestler, obviously promoing at some sort of Australian show, a lot of the wrestlers did a version of the Neighbours theme tune. WWE wrestlers? Did yes, indeed. Do, would Did you like... In America? Yeah, I don't think they get in America, but obviously there's a couple of... Uh, at the time when they sang it, there was a couple of uh, Australian superstars, Rhea Ripley still being in the WWE. Yeah, um, right. Would you like to hear the WWE superstars singing the Neighbours? Yeah, let's do Neighbours! Everybody needs good neighbours With a little understanding you can find <laughs> you can find the perfect blend. Hey, get that off, let's get man. That's my shape. Welcome to uh, the podcast, uh, Wrestling Dad. Welcome, Nick hey. Dinsmore, Eugene. How you doing, Eugene? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear can you. you hear me? Clear. Is this thing on? Yeah. Is this thing on? <laughs> How are you, Nick? Good, buddy. What's going on? Listen, I, I get quite emotional when you text me the night because I've not spoke to you in a wee while and we, honestly, we've had some good times over the years, haven't we? We've had some great times. Nick is an absolute gent. I've not seen him. I don't, when was the last time I ever saw you? 2000 and not, was it maybe one of the WrestleMania weekends or something like that? Was it, yeah, was it Orlando? Must have been Orlando. You know, Nick, Nick basically saved my bacon on uh, the, first night, the first night I ever wrestled in TNA. I was hung over. And uh, Nick came and picked me up. You remember that? And you sorted me right out. Got to take care of you. He, he took care of me. Really, really took care of me. Don't get me wrong. He, um, his missus spoiled one of the pro, one of the biggest potential greatest moments in my life up until that point. Stephanie. Yeah, she got you, didn't she? Touche. I was. Uh, uh, you, you want to tell? You want to tell John what happened? Well, we were at the uh, Hogan's Beach Shop, where he's got all of his uh, <laughs> merchandise there, right there on Clearwater Beach. And we went in earlier in the morning. I, I knew the guy that was working there, and he said, the Hulkster's going to be here later on today. So my wife, Stephanie, Grado, and I went to the beach. We played on the beach and had fun all day. We come back through. So we'll stop by and just see. Let's just see. So I got a Jeep, two-door Jeep. Grado's in the back. My wife's sitting uh, shotgun. She says, well, just let me put a little bit of makeup on in, in case we have to take a picture. So she's putting a, and Grado's in the back seat like a dog trying to get out. He's like so excited. He's looking. He's scratching. Finally, you know, it took us about five minutes to get the makeup set. We get in the building. The guy goes, he just left five minutes ago. <laughs> Grado's heart was broken. He's like devastated. That he has told this story so many times about listen, we've heard this a good few times on wrestling. I'm glad you're on to clarify it though. Fantastic. Oh man. Nick, where, where do we find you just now? Well, I'm I'm in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the best little city in America. There you go. There you go, damn right. And and what's happened with Midwest Old Pro? You had your, your, your wrestling company, your wrestling school, but am I am I am I right in saying that you, you've sold the company? Yeah, I, I, I stepped away from, you know, coaching and, and promoting. I'm trying to write a book, a cookbook. Right. Really? 
A cookbook? <laughs> wow. No, right. Okay. <laughs> I want to I want to write like a, a tutorial or textbook about if someone wants to become, you know, a, a top level professional wrestling star, what the things that they need to start doing and kind of a step by step, you know, train like this, eat like this, wrestle like this and kind of step their way to uh, if they ever had a tryout with one of the major companies, they would be best uh, suited. Well, uh, I mean, well, you know, the score, as I said, you came for OVW 20 years ago. You were top dog. I remember being a teenager and always, always reading the dirt sheets and reading about Nick Dinsmore and how he was a top guy uh, in OVW. You were, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was from the Louisville, Kentucky area. Um, I was a top guy, but then when Cornette started writing the TV, he, you know, wrote me as the top babyface, top heel and the best angles. So I was, uh, I was, well, I was well written for but you know what? It's funny you mentioned Jim Cornette, right? Because I listen to Cornette. And he's not a fan of the Eugene gimmick. Does that annoy you when you when you when you hear him talking about the, your decision to do the Eugene stuff? Does it annoy no, you? No, no, no. I, no, I, I fully understand him. I mean, if it was 1975, I would have been going for the world title. But the times have changed and and wrestling Nick Dinsmore wasn't gonna get very far. So uh, I, I needed to have a character. So I just turned it up. Yeah, did you did you have to get sold on the Eugene gimmick though, Nick? Or were, were you, did you were, did you have to get sold on the Eugene gimmick when it was was presented to you, or were you like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll, I'll I'll take the ball and I'll run with it? No, I I, I pitched it to them. Oh really? Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize no, I, that. Uh, one of the trainers was Hustler Rip Rogers, and his son uh, Marcus has autism. So when he was really young. He could count in Korean and he could do all this computer stuff, but he wasn't really social when it got you know, when we got to school. So Rip gave me the idea of an idiot savant, Rain Man type character that can, can't put the square peg in the square hole. He can't tie his shoes, but the minute the bell rings, he can do stuff he's seen on TV. And it was all the history, like idiot savant for pro wrestling. And uh, I pitched it to the uh, to some of the agents that came down, like like Fit and Dean and and Arn. I said, no, it's not going to work. You know, wrestling's gone beyond that. The writers came down to Louisville. I pitched it to them. They said, oh, Vince will never do that. I was sitting in a meeting with Vince McMahon, and uh, he goes, I want to get back to character-based wrestling. And I just spit this idea out, and he goes, great, we'll start on Monday. There you go. Wow. It was like a deal where, like, they were expecting me to fail, and they were just going to give me a chance just, just to say they did. And it, I, I, I made it work. I made it succeed. You, you're um, right. You know, I mean – it was Something, so over. I mean, it was so so over. It was great. I mean, John, the the, the, the couple of things that pop into my mind. There we go. There. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I mean, that that must give you such a buzz having those in your hand. You, you... I get to play with myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but John, you're right because when I think back to the Eugene character, I think about the Rock returning, the stuff with Hogan, and then some. And then you got to remember the match. Uh, was it SummerSlam with, with, with Triple H? Yep. I remember watching that 3 a.m. in the morning, watching it on a, a dodgy illegal internet stream back in was that <laughs> five six. I mean, was was that meant to happen? Where are you meant to go and what? wrestle with the top guys? Do you know what I mean? Was that meant to happen? No, I like you can just cut on, and it was just like it was a new, fresh character that the writer Brian Gerwick could write for. So the minute it caught on, they just you know, foot on the pedal and just ran with Eugene. And I was writing the top storyline, you know, writing the main event. I was in the, the, the one time when I was the uh, GM, I think I was in eight segments out of 13 on Raw. There you go. Wow. 
That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, you look back on, I mean, your run with the guys you wrestled, Nick. What, what, I mean, you were in the ring with some of the greatest, man. It was, it's incredible when you look back, you know. And, and, and by the way, and, and not only that, a lot of people forget that, or well, at least sometimes I do, is Nick, you were one of the first performance center trainees. You were, you were the trainer, you were, you were the guy there in, in Orlando, right? Yeah, I got hired as a coach when they were still in Tampa for FCW. But by the time I, I came down and started coaching, they were at the Performance Center in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I was in the uh, the first group that went in the building. What do you think about the evolution of NXT and stuff like that? Uh, who's, who are some of the guys that you, you knew back then when you were training them that they were going to be big? When, uh, in, in, in my class, Braun Strowman started in my class. Chad Gable started in my class. Um, you know, I worked with a couple other guys. I worked with Enzo. Out of control. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I work with like Sasha Banks and Charlotte also at, at times, but I, I had a lot of the people that were newer that are starting to develop now. I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's let's talk about um, one of my favorite ever matches. The night that me and you, Nick, we made <laughs> Vince Russo cry. No, we did. This is this is an incredible story. Nick, I love it from your perspective. I've heard it from Grado's perspective oh, uh, yeah. about making Vince cry. Please what, tell what was, it, what, was it, what, what, what was it that he said though? What would he say? He goes, bro, bro, I had tears in I had my tears eyes. in my eyes, bro. You know, I loved it. It was great. I had tears in my eyes. We put four bum bags on top of the poles, four poles, four bum bags, and there was a weapon in each one of the bum bags. And I know you can't say fanny pack, but Eugene kept saying fanny pack, so everybody would giggle. <laughs> it was brilliant, man. And I remember, was that the match as well? Because I remember fucking Eugene, he's gone like that. Um, I'm gonna get you some, I'm gonna get you some color, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna um I'm gonna give you color the hard way. He's laughing, man. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? He says, Well, there's there's a part in your eyebrow, he says, it just needs a wee poof. A wee bump on the eyebrow, and blood will come streaming down. And I'm going, right, well, you know best. You, you, I, I trust you. Well, if he punched me once in that eyebrow, he fucking must have punched me about 45 times trying to get blood. I don't think I get one trickle of blood in my face. Fine, 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 bang, bang. I should have used the headbutt. The headbutt works better. I, or was it? I, I you tried. You tried the headbutt first, <clears throat> and then you started giving me the chocolate noddies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, it was brilliant to, to, to get Russell because Russell. I mean, no matter what you say about the guy, it's it's always good to hear his take. He's always good for money and, and listen to him stuff like that. So for him to say stuff like that it was it was brilliant. It was a great laugh. We had some good times, man. I enjoyed. It was a good trip, man. It was fun. We need to get you back, man. So we're, we're, we're a tag match with Rampage Brown, Rampage Brown, who is one of the most well-respected wrestlers yeah. in the UK. And I remember being in a, a, a tag match, and, and Nick would always come to me to ask like opinions, but sometimes Nick would ask in front of them. So say we're planning a match, he would come up and say to me in front of the guy, can he work? <laughs> can he work? <laughs> is he over? And I'm going, fucking ask him yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Nick, um, 
So at the moment, you working independent stuff at the moment, or are you just concentrating on your book? No, I'm I'm, I'm still getting booked on the uh, on the independent scene. Eugene's still out there touring. So yeah, Cole Cabana said it the best. You're like the honky tonk man. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's like you see, if you've got a gimmick like that, John, it'll never ever. It'll, it's always going to be loved. Yeah. Somewhere. You know what I mean? So it's going to be part of the scene, part of wrestling history. Absolutely. Is it, is it, you know I mean? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, anyway, who's the biggest asshole in wrestling? Come on, geez, <laughs> I would. I want to ask you more about. You know, obviously, you, you've worked with Grado quite a bit, eh, Nick. Um, why do you think, like Grado's a big complaint about his on on this podcast has always been he's always booked in comedy matches. You know, comedy wrestlers against comedy wrestlers. So you you know, obviously, when you were over in the UK, you worked with Grado because. You know, he generally viewed as kind of the the comedian wrestler. I mean, you you're obviously coaching NXT, what have you? Do you think that's the right way to go about, or do would you like to see more that these kind of comic wrestlers, like I guess, putting Eugene and and Grado, the Grado characters into that, go up against the the kind of the straighter guys? The the comedy is more difficult to do than than fighting. Yeah, um, you know, if we can get somebody over, we can put them in an angle where they need to fight, and and almost everybody should be able to do that. But to do the comedy, it takes a little bit of timing. They have to really like you, so you really have to be able to do both. But if you take a guy and get get him over as a comedy wrestler, Grado did it. He he turned and he would have angle matches and, and physical matches and do all the big bumps and all the big cool moves. All right. I mean, how hard did you find it? Because you obviously went through that transition from, you know, uh, Nick Dinsmore into the Eugene character. How hard was it to, to make that transition? Um, I ended up with some trunks that Conway had that were just a blank pair of trunks. And I had that jacket I turned inside out. And I really, I was at a live event and I just went out and I wrestled uh, Lance Cade on, on first time Eugene was out, but he had not been on TV. So I just went out as Eugene and went out and wrestled. And by the end of the match, the whole crowd was chanting Eugene. I got beat, but everybody was chanting my name. And I came back through the curtain. Triple H, Stephanie, Arn Anderson are all standing ovation. Said so I really committed to the character. And it, it wasn't something that I planned or thought about. I just went out and did it. And it just kind of came out. Aye, aye, aye. Um, you know, I must, I mean, you, you, you've, you've took the gimmick everywhere. You've been you've been Australia. Um, did you, did you ever wrestle in India? Yeah, yeah, I was a Rinka King. That's was Mama Hali Vera. That's, oh, did you, did you work with Shira? Maha, Maha, I helped, I helped train him, I helped, I helped start him out when he, when he first started training. Wow. That's right, That's right. what was that like, the, the Rinka King, was it, was it TNA owned it or some shit, or what was, what was it? Uh, the, the, the network, the TV network in India wanted their own wrestling show, because WWE was so popular, so, they con they wanted to get contract with TNA and, and Jeff ended up doing it. Jeff Jarrett ended up doing it. So I mean it was it was great quality and it was the first episode had 14 million viewers. Wow. SmackDown's SmackDown's barely doing two million or something, right? I don't, wow. I don't know what the rating are, but it was like a huge number. Um right. it just didn't get it didn't get picked up for a second season. Right. I don't know why. What about um what's your current thoughts about wrestling right now? I, I struggle to watch it. I struggle to watch wrestling. I watch oh like I watch you know, YouTube matches. I watched the King Jerry Lawler. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I believe in Grado. 
<laughs> well, would you get? Would, I mean, if for example, I mean, AEW come in with an offer, or the WWE come back, you know, a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble or anything like that, Nick, would you consider it? Well, I, I told him, I said, if you put me in the Royal Rumble, I might have to win it. <laughs> put the ball in their court. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, have you ever had a call from the, the WWE? Because I mean, the Eugene character was so well loved in in the WWE. I mean, you must have had a call at, at some point to, for for you to make a comeback at the Rumble or a Raw or or something like that. No, they got so many guys under under contract now. You know, it's, it's you know, I, I don't I don't see them bringing in a lot of outside guys like they used to in the past. Maybe one or two surprises, but. I but you but Nick, it's all the same shite every year. It's always yeah. damn or stand back. There's a hurricane. It's always the same surprises he's did. I, I don't have the pencil. I, I mean, the pop you would get, Nick, if you came out as a surprise entrance to the Rumble would be incredible. I honestly, I I think it would blow the roof off if you if you came if you came down and you know, but I mean, I, I mean that's detriment to the WWE. Right, tell tell me, see before you go, tell me a funny story. Come on, you must have a funny story. Tell me a funny story. <laughs> tell me a funny story. <laughs> when when did I end up going to uh, what's his name's house for 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 English Mother's Day? Uh, when we got into London. Did you go to Shaz? Was it Shaz who she went to? Mm-mm. It wasn't Shaz. The kid that wrestled in Japan that had all those matches with Ricochet. What's his name? Will Osprey. Yeah, it was Will, 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 you know, and, and it was on Mother's Day and his mom was making pancakes 8 a.m. in the morning because <laughs> the promoter, like, did he fly, did, did he bus us or did, was that the flight from Germany? I think that was, it, it may have been the flight for Germany, that was the one we, 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 we well, that was a good night, that by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could have been the Germany flight. I think so, yeah. Aye, aye. Because <laughs> were you on that bus trip at 4 a.m. with me? No, I don't know. I think maybe Shah was there. I think Shah yeah, was there. Yeah, it was, it was Shah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, mm-hmm. the promoter put us on a bus at 4 a.m., a big double-decker bus. It smelled like bologna and body odor. Aye, aye, aye. Absurd, absurd. So it was. What about, what about I'm, I'm going to ask, uh, what's your best Vince story? Obviously, worked with him in the ring, um, Nick. I mean, what what's your best Vince I mean, how did you go through that match with Vince? I mean, was did it happen in Gorilla, or did, did, you, just, did you just call it in the ring? Yeah, I just said, Vince, I'll call it in the ring. Just hang on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember remember when, he, when he had his knee surgery? He tore his knee at the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a knee sur- I had the knee injury before that at the uh, uh, New Year's Revolution pay-per-view. So I went to Birmingham. I had the, uh, the surgery. I was doing therapy down there. He injures his knee, and he comes down and has surgery. I knew where the hospital was, so I just went in and asked for his room, and they gave me his room number. I walked up to his room. <laughs> And he was sitting there on, on in, in the you know, bed. His legs are all bandaged up. And he was d- definitely like, like looked like a l- little uneasy. He had like a head and shaved in a couple of days. And uh, I just said, hey, I'm, I'm in town. I knew he had somebody in town that would go run his errands or whatever. I said, I'm in town. If you need anything, just have somebody let me know. I should have sat a chair next to him and just talked his, his ear off and, until he made me leave is what I should have done. That's, that's what Grado would have done. <laughs> definitely. Oh, hey, man, you've got your cash. You've got your cash. I'm that sort of stuff. <laughs> I know. It's missed like, opportunity, yeah. missed opportunity. Well, Nick, listen, thank you so much for coming on Wrestling Daft. We really, really appreciate it. Love to have you back on again. Absolutely. Uh, we need to get, thank you, guys. Nick, we need to get you back in the UK for a show. 
Tell them that we need to book the return of the four fanny packs on four poles match. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. We, we need to make this happen. Wrestling Daft Live, let's do it. Exactly. The 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 the, the match that made Vince Russo cry. I mean, it's, what a billing. What a billing that has to be. <laughs> well, I mean, it was such a compliment because he was like, you know, you know, the, the, the guys don't get it like you guys do. You guys were out there, you know, you built it, you had fun, you made it make sense, and it was it was comedy. So it was, it was a pretty cool. It was a proud day in my life, Nick. That's right. <laughs> Nick more aka YouTube. Thank you so much for coming on Wrestling Daft. All right, guys, thank you. I love you, you bitch. Text me there. I'll text you there. Tighty bye. It was good, wasn't it? There you go, Nick Dinsmore on Red. Fan, what a surprise guest, Credo. I can't believe you pulled that bag out of the bag, and I can't believe Rab yet again has missed oh. it on the big guest. Well, let's 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 shoot for a hat. Let's shoot for a happier. Yeah, Rab was never ever comfortable about um, interviewing Nick, was he? I don't, I don't, yeah, he wasn't. He was because he, he's not. He's not. He's not a fan. Nick, he's not a fan of Nick, but what what a guy! What an incredible. No, I, I just case it any Nick listens back. I don't think it's it was it was a. I don't know. There was some. I don't know. He, 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 Rab never liked the gimmick. He never liked the gimmick. He didn't but like that, it. But that had, oh, I remember. I remember um, what culture in Orlando. I should have brought this up when he was on the on the show. But I remember what culture in Orlando. Um, I think he was booked possibly to wrestle me or Joey Ryan at the time. And um, right. I think the, the what culture owner took offence to the gimmick. Um, and, oh, really? Basically, unbooked him. We we um, no long until the, to the show. So uh, I, I, he's he's had he's he's no been with his um, critics with with regards to the gimmick, John. You know. What no, I mean? I, I, I mean I didn't realize. I I thought that was a gimmick that was forced upon him because oh, a lot of people a lot of people did. No, but you see the thing is, and then a lot of people ask him, go. But then, did you regret it? But you know, you know, it's you just never know what would happen. Yeah. Were, because at the time, I remember everybody spoke about him being the next Benoit. It was, yeah. Was yeah, the next yeah, Benoit, yeah. And it was Lesnar was the next Goldberg. That was the chat at the time. Yeah. No, I, I, you're right, and I mean, he was such. He was he's so good in the ring. When you see you look back at Eugene's matches, he's so good and he's so. I mean, what did you like wrestling against him? How did how did you find him in the ring? So but you find this right because obviously, I wasn't known for technical stuff. However, guys like that can make you look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and it's just wee bits and bobs and how to react to stuff and how to. Revert, just we 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 bits and bobs that that might not seem a lot, but can make somebody like me look ten times better than what I was. Yeah, you always you always get that, right? Because you, you know, it's funny because you wrestle guys that are, you know, he was. A, I should have said this, but he was the first ever ex WWE guy that ever done an angle with in two thousand twelve. And you have this, oh my god, like they they guys are the best to wrestle because it's the easiest, and they they know what. They know how to gauge a reaction for a crowd. They know not to do, no, they know not to do too much. They know it's just right, and so you learn so much. Yeah, but you did. Like you always learn for guys like that. compared to, like, say, working the indie darling that's trying to get his shit in, which is fair enough. That's that's the yeah. way, isn't it? But when you've got somebody like that, it's right up my street. I, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I couldn't sleep days before I, I I was wrestling Sunday late night. 
You know what I mean? I, I bet you. I bet like I know you agree though. I, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. And he's like he's obviously a, a complete pro. It'd be great to see him. Like I said to him, like imagine him coming at the rumble. The pop he would get. It would be. It would be incredible. I would really like to see because it just they go back to the well so many times. A hurricane, Ron Simmons, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. Bringing out Eugene would be incredible. So fingers crossed. Is MDWAT in, in the live picture and what he's saying about Eugene? Will we maybe do that? MDWAT. Oh, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. So, see, listen, if anyone's in the. Um, we're, we're doing the podcast live tonight, recording yeah, live. World to see he's in the show tonight. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Raise your hand on in, in the chat. Hand. Here we go. Chris Jack, our uh, friend from uh, Northern Ireland. Um, Let's hear from Chris, uh, who wants to, to say oh, something. Oh, he's got his baby with him as well. Look at that. Hi, don't tell us. Chris, what have you got to say about Eugene? Uh, just, uh, it was good seeing him on there. Good uh, getting a, a bit of chat from him for, for one of your Yank pals, Gredo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yank pals, all of it. But no, it was, it was class really getting insight. Like, I think for, from my point of view, over here in Northern Ireland, it's very much been the, the comedy side of stuff that I've been doing and the shows that I've been doing with Titanic. And just what he was saying about, you know, embracing the, the character and and kind of like going full force into it and, and stuff. It's it's good to see. Or it's, it's good to see that he had that idea for his character. He believed in it and, and you know, he made made the success of it. Because you, but you're right, mate, because the, he, he, it was a risk for him. Aye. You know what I mean? Nice. And, and, and it was doing something that nobody expected them. It's like, how many times do you see now where the WWE hire somebody or at least somebody on the roster and they get a gimmick and you go, what are they doing getting them that? Right. It's like, what was it, Bearcat a couple of months ago where, yeah. where you stuff like that? It happens so often, but it's good to hear that he actually, he actually, you know, come up with it with the idea himself. Listen, I need to ask you about the wee baby there. You know, six months ago, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't kind of, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, but I, 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 I would possibly no, no sold the baby, but what is, who is that, man? That is this, this, is, this is Seth. Uh, he is 10 days old. Born oh, my God, Chris. What the hell? So he's oh, I'm not joking, right? He He's gorgeous, mate. He's gorgeous. Oh, he's a wee stunner. Takes a face, Mum. Takes a face, Mum. Oh, Right. Is, so ten days old, mate. Seth, and is this is that is that I take it that's Seth for Emmerdale? Aye, that's what these uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't no. tell me, Chris, you've named him after Seth Rollins and you've sold no, that. No, it's, it's, it's a it was a culmination of uh, like uh, Seth Logan. Rollins in there as well. But you you uh, had Seth in your Rollins, mind Seth Roll. You had Seth Rollins aye. in your mind, didn't well, you? You know what it was? It, it, it could have been Finn. My, my missus are a big uh, big mark for the uh, for Fergal. Uh, but being in Northern Ireland, Fergal would they be a, an appropriate name? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Finn was Finn was in consideration as well. But we we, we stumped for Seth Callum. You know, he's Seth Callum Ferguson. This is his full name. It's funny because John, if I told you because when we were going because we obviously when Stephanie got pregnant, I was like, well, it's got baby boy, and I came up with the names Brock or Austin. Uh, <laughs> but and thinking that she would go, absolutely not. But she was like, I fucking love one of the two names. But of course, the more I thought about it, I thought, there's no way I can have a Wayne called Brock. Austin, or, Austin, <laughs> Steve Wayne. She's like, it's got nothing to do with wrestling. She's like, I just love the name Brock or Austin. So I was kind of glad that. 
Pedro was born in, you know, I named it after, 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 after my favourite <laughs> radical. <laughs> Chris, thanks very much for joining the pod. Thanks, no bad, lads. Brilliant. Um, listen, Grady, we were talking last week. You remember a couple of weeks ago, because we were off last week, we were talking about, have you ever used wrestling conversation in, like, normal life, right? We've had a big response on this, uh-huh. right? I'm going to go through some of the stuff. Right, Toby, right. Sa- Toby says, I once asked the promoter of a rock show, Toby, uh, who's in the rock band, he's been on the show before, uh, I once asked the promoter of a rock show I was performing at, what's the card for tonight? He played it off as not hearing me, and I said, what's the running order? <laughs> <laughs> Kev says, I use the words noggin and bread basket for head and stomach, respectively, as used by Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Also, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett's Don't Piss Me Off more times than I can remember. Uh, Do you know, see, I'm just going to button, right, because it's funny because, you know, um, David Edgar for... Yeah, yeah, heart and hand. Well, you know, he's he's a big, big wrestling fan. Is he really? We should get him on. And he was talking about, like, because I was going to go to knowledge of... Uh, Wrestling's pretty, because he interviewed me before, and it was funny because he was talking this week, the big talk, sorry guys, kind of a tangent, we're talking about, but as wrestling related, about the whole, uh, the old firm, is Rangers getting paid, Mayor is Celtic getting paid, Mayor for this Sydney yeah. Cup. Of course, he was taught. he says, well, he found out it was all about favoured nations. Favoured nations was a thing that Kevin Nash spoke about years and years and years ago when he went to WCW. So he was like, I knew exactly what <laughs> nations was. Duty when Kevin Nash spoke about when he went to WCW and about how much they get paid and if anybody else got paid mayor, they would get, automatically would get, you know what I mean? They had yeah, the, yeah. Messi, the Ronaldo contract that they have, you know, that uh, they've got a contract where they need to be the highest paid guys. So on Hogan money. Way, just, you know, the, the things that you remember through wrestling. I said, I, I, if, if David Edgar says, by the way, that Aaron Ramsey, he's on Hogan money. That fucking pop. <laughs> 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 Matt Black says I've got my non-wrestling watching pals uh, to say pop instead of laugh Some are even now saying pop the boys in the truck based on me using it because Austin was always saying that on his podcast even though they don't know what it means so that, that's brilliant, I love that Bob does that? He popped the boys, does, it, does Steve Bob, do that? Well, Bob's talks about pops. What a pop it will get. What a pop. What a pop. I love the fact that Stephen Purden is backstage at River City and saying, oh, pop, pop Roshin today. I tell you what, <laughs> pop Roshin. <laughs> um, Brian says, every time someone sends out the leaving email, like, you know, when that goes on, that I'm leaving the company, Brian always replies with wishing them well in all their future endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> Belter. Uh, Ryan, constantly defend to everyone's marks, like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash style. Uh, Mark Couture says, after breaking up with exes, when pals ask where so-and-so has uh, gone to, I just reply, she's at the barber shop. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that. Uh, Erna Erna says one set a union rep was going into business for himself. I love that. I love that. I'm going into business for myself. Amazing. Uh, Mick Bash always says it's a work bro if someone is telling fibs and work. Um, WWASPL. Uh, brilliant uh, Twitter account. Go and check them out. I called on our team in uh, a work a bunch of jobbers. But sent it to the chat with the bosses, <laughs> calling them a bunch of jobbers. A colleague saw the message and started calling them Al Snows. It's stuck. This other team. 
Amazing. Uh, yeah, I was. Stephen says, yeah, I was at the football match the other day and a bad tackle went in. I said, he'll be cashing a receipt in a minute. My mate looked at me and said, what the fuck does that mean? I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, Johnny says, me and my pal use wrestling chat all the time. If someone has been a shite bag, we'll say their arms are too short to box with God. Someone's getting bammed up. We'll say they're worked into a shoot. If they just deck it, trip over something, we say they've taken a bump. The rest of the group don't get it, but I think they're catching on. Non-wrestling business, but was at a gig at the weekend, first one since pre-lockdown, was winded from some cunt's big elbow in the crowd, and I think I've hurted my chest. Brilliant. 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 Emma Louise says her and her boyfriend always use the heel face or gimmick in her conversations. Now, this is a big thing with wrestlers, Grady, and I didn't know this until we interviewed uh, Lana, Lana, uh, Lanny Pofo and yourself. You always refer to things that you don't know as gimmicks. gimmicks. And, and that, I didn't realise it. The gimmick. Uh, I mean, that, that's more or less. I mean, Stephanie knows what I'm talking about. If I go, what's a gimmick? See, if I'm sitting watching the telly. And I kind of turned in the moment. What's the gimmick for the volume? <laughs> <laughs> what other things do you refer to as gimmicks around your, uh, around your house? Everything. It's like even, it's like one of our neighbours, she's kind of, she's quite loud. And right. um, one of these ones, you know, if you get caught on the street, you're aware for ages, I always go, she's a fucking gimmick, man. She's just a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a gimmick. I love that. I love that. As opposed to a heel, the, like the heel neighbour. That neighbour's a heel, I tell you. It's just, I'm um, also goes on to say, also lost counts of the times we reference Rab or Grado saying, hello, Granny, that's crud, or Graham, I knew a man, a man called Graham. Um, and if you want to get in touch with any of that, on Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us, Wrestling Daft, at gmail.com. Woo! This week, Wrestling Daft is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help somebody that we care about. We'll go out our way to treat other people well, but how often do we take a bit of time out, stop and think, am I giving myself enough treatment? It's like I, me, it's like I, me, for 2014, everybody knows I have had uh, an allergen defect to gluten, rye, barley, wheat, and it was affecting me, John, because it's actually quite, I know I go on about it and people are fed up in yeah. a ring, right? But it does, it got to the point a couple of weeks ago where, when I thought, I can't do this in and it was affecting my mental health, and it really, really was, because I would get to the radio station and I'd we just turned up just before I met today, the first link and the, all I can think about is going to the toilet. And it made me paranoid. And I thought to myself, I need to actually stop, put myself in these scenarios, I need to deal with it, and I want to better myself. So I'm getting myself sorted, eating clean, eating healthy, and I'm taking a wee bit of time. But it's not just as easy as what it is for me as it is for other folk. That's why we have better help. Now, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, and that is between you and yourself. The same person, no different people. It could be hitting the gym, making time for a haircut, even trying therapy. You are your greatest asset, so invest the time and effort into yourself 
like you do for other people. It's good to help people, but better help online. It's a therapy that offers video, phone, and it even gives you a wee live chat session with your therapist. You don't have to see anybody in camera. We are doing a live Patreon right now. We're sitting here. We don't have the cameras on. This is an this is an opportunity to get involved with something like this. It's much affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So it's expedited. Get we try. There's over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wrestling. Get yourself on it right now. Speak. It's good to talk, as Bob Monkhouse used to say, on the BT adverts. <laughs> betterhelp.com forward slash wrestling daft so you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams there's just one thing to figure out everything that's why shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling it's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want so when you're ready to bring your idea to life power it up with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen so every week on racing daft we separate the diesel prices from the petrol prices as we bury and put over stuff from the world of wrestling well i've got i've got i've got to bury you well, why, why are you burying me? I'm not even asked you when you're burying me straight away. What are you, what are you burying me for? I was um, listening to um, some of your work on um, your radio show. Oh, were you? Oh, thank you very much. And I, I get the point you were trying to say where the cheapest petrol prices and diesel prices were. Yes. But I thought, but it's fucking deer everywhere. Uh, no, but Kreto, Kreto, Kreto. We, we... The thing is, at the moment, we're looking for the cheap petrol prices, aren't we? We found that there was a place in uh, Asda Linwood have £1.50 for a, a litre of petrol. I retract my comment. That was good, actually. That was good that you done that. Thank you. We're, we're just informing the people. So you're, bury, you're burying me, right? Is that what you're doing here? Any chance, any opportunity. You've, you've, been wa- you've been watching the wrestling this week, and I think you've got a couple of buddies or putovers to put right. over. So I must admit, I, um, I, it's hard to watch wrestling this way. Right, I love it a bit, but I'm not getting any wrestling watched at all. I managed to buy the, the AEW show the morning after, and I watched the, the Kingston and Jericho match first, which I believe is one of the best Jericho matches I've saw in wow. a long time. Really? Because, wow. it, because, do you know what I loved about it? I could tell that Jericho wanted to do that style. He wanted to something a bit different for him, and I think he loved it. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he liked getting dropped in his head. In the first, the first move of the match, I don't think he enjoyed that. However, I loved it. I love King, I love watching Kingston work because he's just dead raw, and he's just a guy. I'm mega behind anybody that's got a bit of a belly. I see when his belly came out, I was all right. <laughs> the second match um, was the, the box and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I, I just struggled to watch matches. Really? That, that was amazing. That attack match was incredible. I can't get into chips. And then I had to fast forward because I don't know about guys that are on the stream just now, right? But see Ring of Honor when I was a teenager growing up, I used to get the tapes sent and I loved watching Ring of Honor, CZW, whatever. And for punk to come out to that music, and I see a lot of people didn't understand why he used it, but 
Mike Johnson for PW Insider, I've got my Facebook, he says he, he was close to tears. And I was the same because it took me back to when I was 14, 15 year old when I loved punk and I loved homicide and I, I would buy basketball shots to make myself look like CM Punk. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I was like, fuck, I'm getting old. I was like, because I was reading folk on Twitter that didn't really understand the reason why he'd done it. But for him to use that music, that AFI song was, yeah, was cool. just brilliant. Yeah. And then I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> After you saw the CM Punk edges, that was you done. I mean, I think we've got a lot of responses to Revolution on the on, on the comments this week. But as we're doing it live, um, we we are going to go to the to, to all our um, punters that are listening to us on Patreon. If you want to get signed up, patreon.com forward slash wrestling that. And we're going to have live buddies and putovers. Let's first of all go to uh, our friend, Bronze Chill, uh, aka Paul. Uh, Bronze Chill, what's your buddy and putover for this week? Um, a lot of, lot of putovers this week, actually. I, I enjoyed the AEW pay-per-view. Um, MGF Punk was definitely the match of the night. Um, the ICW show that John and uh, all them put on last week for Cast for Kids. Um, met Rico last week, um, who's in the chart at the minute as well. Um, Big Alex. Um, speaking to Roshi down there as well. It's now been uploaded on the ICW YouTube, so if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. You'll get to see John battering the Lord Province. It's very entertaining match. <laughs> Great those raging at this, because I'm, I'm getting my <laughs> over as a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> sad, sad state of affairs. <laughs> it, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Uh, let's, let's go to the comments. <laughs> Job's fucked. Job's fucked. Uh, Kev saying put over Eric Redbeard was brilliant on the six man tag uh, on AEW Revolution buy in. Uh, put over Randy Orton's insane RKO on Chad Game on Raw. And the whole match was superb. You know, that was actually a really, really good match. Um, let's go to Dean, who's got your live buddy or put over. Dean Watterson, how are you doing, Dean? How's it going, guys? How are you um, doing? Where are you reciting for the day? Who's your, who's your mate? Yeah, this is Scott. Uh, we're at Airdrie. You're in Airdrie. You're in Toe Country. That's where Toe Country. Oh, wrestling daft hoodie as well. Oh, yeah. your tongue. Um, I would uh, probably the AW pay per view was good, but I felt it went on too long. To be honest with you, um, I think it finished about five in the morning or something. And obviously over here, it's it's a bit of a stretch at that time. Do you know what I mean? Um, but apart from that, it was good. Yes, hundred percent. I'm three matches, the raffle, another three <laughs> matches, another three matches, hand bath bed. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> that um, on eight shite, can't be doing with it. See that eight, nine, ten matches. And, um, yep. oh, by the way, I, you know, here, did you see um, Rigo apologising on Twitter about Gunnery's time? I did see that. I did I see that. <laughs> by the way, do you know what? That's professional, though. That's professional. Uh, you know what? I, that You've no idea how much... That goes on, and it is such a, a pain in the ass to deal with. Folk gone into business for themselves, ignoring time calls for the referee and stuff like that. There's nothing worse because if everybody goes 30 seconds over, then you know it's a long night. Look what happened to me at the Hydro Wells. No, I, I get tell I had four minutes for the main event. John Gaburik, big, says you've got four minutes. Luckily, we managed to. Well, I went into business for myself and we kept going. But it just it just shows you what the, the knock-on effect and stuff like that. So that was cool to see that. Strawberry, good to see him strawberry himself off and <laughs> 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 himself off. 
Uh, thank you very much, Dean, for your buddy to put over. Hey, Dean, you want to have a good night with you, Dean? He's up watching South Park and Father Ted and all that. And <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure We're playing the new WWE game. How did he? Aye, I was at the day, man. I'm playing GM mode. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Aye. Cheers. Cheers. Enjoy the Comic Con, Credo. Oh, cheers, Dean. And cheers, was it Steve or John? <laughs> Scott. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the cash for kids. What's that? Well, well done to John's show, the cash for kids. Thank you very much, Scott. Appreciate that, pal. Cheers. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, let's move on to some of the other comments coming on. Kieran says CM Punk versus MGF for sure uh, is putting over this week. Perfect end to generally one of the best storylines of all time. Wow. Uh, Pump coming out of his old Ring of Honor team was cool as fuck. And Wardlow finally turning on MJF. The guy is going to be an absolute star. By the way, can we just put over Wardlow? Does anyone really expect him to be that good in the mic? Gradle, I don't know if you've seen this or not. John, but- I, John I said to you right for the start, he was my guy. Do you not remember he, he wrestled Jake? And everybody buried it. And I said, I like this guy. Yeah, you did, you did, sir. But he's now got mic skills as well. This boy's, I mean, this this is when Vince McMahon's wet dream. I well, that's what I'm saying. Was other whispers that WWE want him? I don't, well, you, you would think they would want him. The, I mean, he, he took the mic there on uh, Dynamite and he was in, incredible on it. So, aye. Let's go to our former um, Mark um, Rico. Uh, who's on the live stream just now, Rico? Give me your buddy and put over from this week. Uh, I'll put over this week um, William Regal's promo from uh, Dynamite. Uh, even though he did go over his time um, and he had to apologise for it, it's just brilliant hearing him talk so, so candidly um, to Tony Schiavone and putting over both John Moxley and Brian Danielson in the ring. Just quality to see. And um, I'd managed to avoid spoilers, but like one of the worst kept secrets with Jeff Hardy coming back to Dynamite, hearing the music, I knew like I, I, I figured he was going to be coming on the show, but the music because it was like totally surreal listening to that. Like that, that's that was like an old WWF WWE theme tune on AEW. It was just it was magic, absolute magic to to hear and to see. Do you know what? But- it was great to hear, but I was never ever surprised because who remembers maybe watching Sex uh, Cetera or something else like that kind of, <laughs> on Bravo? You would be sitting watching, you'd be sitting watching Bravo, and uh, and somebody would have their chebs out, and Crash Holly's theme music would be playing in the back. <laughs> and the Hardy Boys is were the same, so it's stock music. So I reckon Tony Khan has just bought the rights to whoever. Because it's, you know, yeah. you know that, John, I take it, you used to walk in, I see it off. No, I, I didn't realise, I didn't realise the Hardy Boys was stock music, like uh, library music. Uh, I think the Crash Hall is his stock music. Is there anything else that we can think of that's, um, I actually think maybe the Dudley Boys' his first one as well was maybe a kind of, is maybe library music as well. But it, it was a good buzz to hear, one. it? Things like that make wrestling, that's just a wee, that was, that's what makes all us fucking weirdos. <laughs> get a buzz off something like that but it's amazing isn't it it's the best thing it's, it's amazing I, I never hide the fact that I, I, I get a buzz off that we should all be proud that we're all 
No, no, I that, that uh, for just appreciating something so easy as an instrumental. I, t- I tell you the reverse of that as well. See if Cody, if he appears in WWE and he comes out to his AEW theme, that'll be. I think that'll pop. Or if see Jericho go back goes back to WWE and comes out to Judas. It's funny the things that you you think about, but I reckon that'd be maybe a good if Cody goes back because I'm sure. He when when he left WWE, he spoke. Who is who is the band again? It's they done Dolph Ziggler's theme and what do you call him again? Oh, I don't, I Ross Shello, no, come on, does he know? It's Downstate. There you go. Downstate. I reckon. Aye, I don't know if it's. What was happening with the code deal? Oh, we do It's still like I saw oh, Bronze Chill sent a screenshot today. Bronze Chill, give us a, the the lowdown on Cody at the moment. Come on. So I seen a tweet earlier in the week and basically I, I think it, at the minute it's just the dark sheets just going for it. I think that they're just working us all, to be honest. Plans change, pal. That's just the way that it's going, I think. You think he's going to end up back in AEW? Everybody's saying he's going to do the Ring of Honor thing, so we'll wait and see. Right, i tell you what, boys, what I need you to discuss that I wanted to buddy was the fact that if Steve Austin is going to come back at WrestleMania, no way did they completely spunk the load in a fucking Facebook video. Does <laughs> everyone know, like, that's just... I mean, I see it's it's 2022, it's the meta universe and all that stuff, but was every kind of... I mean, it was a, an amazing promo. Did, did Jay Arnold oh, say that he didn't think Stone Cold could be arsed? <laughs> <laughs> No enthusiasm whatsoever. You think you think he phoned it in? You think he was just like, gotta get us done. Do you think he just pulled up her Motorola razor and and, and <laughs> 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 you may have a point here. Who said that? Uh me, GH, Greg. GH, GH, GH. How you doing, GH? I what way would you have done it? Would you have waited till maybe this week's raw and I don't know, I think I would maybe just waited and waited and just let it happen at WrestleMania because you would just constantly be thinking, is it going to happen or no? And then you probably get to the point you're there and you're like, yeah. it's not happening, and then the music hits, shatter yeah. the glass. You, every week we, we end up, me and Rabbi end up talking about something that um, Andrew Dice Clay on Twitter says, but I'm sure he said it a couple of weeks ago, I can't believe Austin is, the, all the opportunities he's had over the years, to, to come back, you know, when Punk was calling him out and stuff like that. It's such a bizarre time. But it's Texas, the, isn't it? It's, it's in Texas. I know, I know that, John, but it just feels like, like, I feel as if I'm not, I don't, look, look, put it this way, right? Look at us, we're doing a wrestling podcast. We've been doing it for an hour and a half. We have not once mentioned Steve Austin has come back to wrestle wrestling. That's right? true. That is true. It's like, the, the, this should be, if this was five years ago, we would have come on and went, this is wrestling stuff. Can you believe it? Steve Austin's coming back. And we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the fourth tip. Is he going to be wearing trackies and all that? <laughs> He's going to be wearing trackies. Do you know what I mean? No, I wearing trackies. Please, come on. We're, we're wrestling fans here. Please. He's kind of lying saying you have no thought. What is he going to look like when he comes out? Is he going to be in his, is he going to be in his Y-bobs or is he going to be in his, his jean shorts? Jean shorts, I think. Yeah, be it'll be in the jorts, man. But then, but then that to me, that's no, that's no, that's no Steve Austin wrestling. 
Yeah, I think it's maybe been part of the, the Kevin Owens deal. Like, like the, the big the big move that they, they made to keep Kevin Owens, do you think that's been part of it? It's like, I'll say if you give me the Austin at Mania. Could have been, could be, could have been, could have been. Right, Chris, you're on, uh, what's, your, what's your brilliant put over? Uh, again, just going back to the evolution uh, from uh, my put over, uh, the, probably the match that I think most people were least excited about, the AHFO against Sting, Darby and Sammy Guevara. It was unreal, just absolute like, spot after spot, and then you get Sting uh, doing his best Jeff Hardy impression, jumping off that balcony through the tables. Unreal. That was amazing, that was Absolutely amazing. unreal, 62-year-old and doing that, amazing. And the 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 Darby Allen's mad uh, suicide dive into the guy inside the bin. <laughs> it's on the old like there's not much in wrestling that pops my missus, but even she was like, "Holy fuck, what, what just happened there?" So, so that, that, I'd say that would be amongst my, my people. But the evolution as a whole was probably one of my favourite pay per views in the last ten years. Like really? just phenomenal. Grado had switched off by this point because CM Punk had been out already. <laughs> Uh, fast forward to that. So, what was the what was the main event? Was was it the the Punk and MGF match? No, it was uh, Hangman and Adam Cole. How that? How was that? I was alright. It was a, it was a good title match. It, it, it probably wasn't as as bombastic as a lot of other matches on the the card, but still at its moments, it was it was a good solid chat like title match. Right, hey Craig, come on, I want you to talk. Oh, <laughs> were you were you saying to? Um, I it was a good papers you like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I agree about the main event though, and I think that's what's the problem with these main uh, papers you's going so long is that like you get to the main event and it's yeah, just like everybody's kind of be fucked anyway, and unless it's like a really like big match that like, right. you know, like being built up properly and that you could tell that that main event was going to be a bit of a, like like title wasn't going to change hands it's just kind of like a sort of fill-in feud in a way so like it's just you get to the main event you're just like oh, can't be arsed anymore so it kind of falls a bit flat uh, you're right you're right Johnny, Johnny you that as well when you go Rico just saying the crowd must have been absolutely knackered by that point as well because there were so many points in the pay-per-view where there were there were like really big highs that hit from each matches and uh, I, don't, I don't know I reckon they were just tired by the end of it and maybe kind of let it down alright yeah uh, all right. Definitely. let's let's finish this buddy or put over with uh, Johnny, you want to see anything or is he going to have to regret it Johnny you want to see anything I hate trips happening <laughs> right Johnny yeah. buddy or put over Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, I don't really watch wrestling anymore. Keep the shoe, please. I don't really watch wrestling anymore. I just like this podcast. It's quite a quite a good laugh. I did watch the the Casper Kids match today when it's put up on YouTube. So I'll put over Toe and Simon Cassidy on commentary just because it reminded me of John Champion and Al McCoist. <laughs> Chris Toe just hitting out the is it. That arm's hitting them like a, a baseball bat song by Sammy Sosa, the Chicago Cubs. I, I actually <laughs> burst out laughing when I was watching it. And uh, just no buddy hitting, just be positive. Isn't it? Oh, Johnny, that's good. You know what? I always love like when folks say they, they don't like wrestling anymore, but they like listening to podcasts. That always means a lot, I reckon. Gradle <laughs> loves that. Gradle loves yeah. that, Johnny. Thank you very much for that. Honestly, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of wrestling anymore. You'd <laughs> 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 probably watch me on me, to be fair. You don't watch any. <laughs> I know, that's the same, that's the same as me, it's the same as me, I come on, I go, 
And he, John will go, what you like, buddy? I put over and I don't fucking have a clue. I feel <laughs> bad. I feel bad, but I really struggle with some of the, the, the stuff now. I mean, I feel bad for it, but I just, I, I, and when, when you're really, only things you're getting excited about is film music and stuff like that. Like my, pa- my pal sends me like the big news. He'll like send the tweets and all that, but that's about as much as I keep up with wrestling these days. Right. And right. obviously on the podcast. Right, I'm here. Right, Henry, keep it up. Good podcast. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Well, listen, uh, let's finish off the buddy of putovers for this week. Let's go to Draft Tash, who says putover, just wrestling in general, some good surprises and matches all around. Buddy, all the wee fannies constantly taking digs at WWE because it's cool, the cool thing to do. It's kid on for fuck's sake. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and that is it for this week's Wrestling Daft. Thank you very much for our first live um, Wrestling Daft, Grado. You know what? I'm, the first thing I'm going to do when I shut this laptop is I'm going to voice note Rab and say... We should do this more often because it was good fun, man. I really, really enjoyed that tonight. Really, really enjoyed it. Good fun, good fun. Thank you very much to all our patrons who got involved tonight. If you want to get involved in the Patreon chat, be involved in the next live wrestling daft, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'd love to have you on the show. It'd be great to speak to you. Um, if you want to buy a t shirt, um, we're going to talk about the list of wrestling daft next week which we missed this week we're going to talk about the best t-shirts next week and if you want to buy a wrestling daft t-shirt you can do that as well uh, spreadshirt.com forward slash wrestling daft saw a few of them when I was wrestling uh, in the ring the other week because you know what Grado I'm a wrestler too now do you know what I've, I'm sad as fuck by the way I'm just going to say this my Twitter profile now I've got a picture of me with a John McAnally Titan Tron with me standing on the middle rope giving it big lick and I just got a picture through the day with me also now holding a WWE title on top of the top rope which looks fucking magic so that's going to be my new profile picture listen good on you I'm proud of you yeah. thanks mate thanks lived my dream lived my dream <laughs> anyway listen if you want to get involved uh, with our Patreon DVD or details there, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'll have the list of wrestling daft and the watch along back next week. Brilliant uh, running from um, Nick Dinsmore there. Really, really enjoyed that. Fantastic video. What a surprise guest. Hey, I need to ask me to open Aye, see if you don't get Jet from Gladiators on the show next week after your Comic Con, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, listen, if I'm a bottle of wine, I'm a waste of eating book of tea, right? So see you after. <laughs> right, that's it for this week's wrestling, Dad. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah. you on the next one. Until next time, Take care, all the best. It's yourself and I hear you. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.